All right, welcome everybody to another edition of Wagers Ragers. This is a Championship Sunday edition. We have two games left on the slate. Championship games in both the AFC and NFC. Joining me on the right coast is Jonathan Donath. Hello, everybody. And all the way across the country is Mr. Michael Caracosa. What on? All right, so we got two games left on the slate. And uh, the first game on Sunday is at 3.05. We have the red-hot Tennessee Titans going on the road against the number two seed, Kansas City Chiefs, who put up 51 points last week um, against the Houston Texans coming back from 24 points down. So that's the first game we're going to look at. I'm going to punt this to one of you two guys can start off um, analyzing this game. So whoever wants to jump in, uh, jump in. We'll kind of go around the uh, the round table, throw our two cents in on each game, and uh, uh, we'll see where we're at at the end. Yeah, I can hop in here. Um, really two amazing stories right here. Uh, the Chiefs, after their um, near miss at the Super Bowl last year, losing in overtime to the Patriots, come all the way back overcoming a Patrick Mahomes injury to come back all the way to the same place that they were now this year. Last week against the Texans, of course, they got off to a horrible start, down 24 to nothing and come storming back. Um, the Titans, on the other hand, somehow, some way in consecutive weeks have beaten the Patriots and the number one seed Baltimore Ravens to put themselves in the AFC Championship game, a true Cinderella story if there ever was one. In this game, the Chiefs, the Chiefs right now are giving seven and a half points on DraftKings. Uh, the over/under is 52 and a half, which has been the highest over/under of the playoffs so far. These two teams met in Week 10 of the season after Ryan Tannehill took over for the Titans. The Titans won that game, 35 to 32 in a shootout. But the important point I think is that Mahomes feasted in that game. He completed 72% of his passes for 446 yards and three touchdowns. And I think that hits on a very important point here. The Titans have gotten this far and made this much noise by living on the running game. Derrick Henry has been absolutely amazing. And that's not a terribly good matchup for the Chiefs, who are only 26th in run defense this year. But the Chiefs already proved they can score and throw on the Titans. If that happens again on Sunday, I could see the Chiefs getting out to a two-touchdown lead, maybe more. And if that happens, JT, we were just talking about this a few minutes ago, the Titans might not be able to stick with the run. And if it's all put on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders, I know he's played really well this year, but I don't like his chances in a shootout against Patrick Mahomes. Back to the numbers. The Chiefs are 7-0 against the spread in their last seven. 5-0-1, excuse me, 6-0-1 in their last seven games as a favorite. The Chiefs, they're a team that are peaking at the right time. They've won their last seven games outright, winning by an average of more than 16 points. On the year as a whole, the Chiefs are 12-5 against the spread. The Titans in a, a, a reasonable 11-7. But 
because Mahomes and the Chiefs have shown that they can pass on the Titans already. I see them scoring. You watched it last week, guys. Once the Chiefs got rolling and that crowd was going nuts, they were almost unstoppable. I see that happening again. I think the home field advantage plays in big time here. I think Mahomes has another big game. Personally, I would take the Chiefs and give the seven and a half. What do you guys think? I mean, I like Tennessee in this one. I think Tennessee, no one's really given them the credit they deserve, right? You know, the last team to beat the Chiefs was Tennessee, and the Titans are better now than they were in November, right? Derrick Henry, he's had one of the best consecutive three-game runs in the NFL history, and all three were against AFC division winners. It's not like they're beating the Dolphins here. You know, this is a powerhouse team, power run game. It's been rolling over everyone, right? No one expected them to beat Baltimore. Uh, you know, the Chiefs defense is not the ideal squad to slow down, Henry, right? They, you know, as you mentioned, not the best against the run, but, you know, I, I think the Titans just keep rolling in this one, and I'm not betting against them and going with Tennessee in the points. Yeah, so, you know, I, I kind of look at the game the same way that John looks at the game, and I see a Kansas City team that put up 51 points last week. So when I look at, you know, some sort of betting stats here, um, when the, the Chiefs are the favorite, they cover the spread 71.4% of the time. And in uh, reliability stats, when they're leading after halftime, the Chiefs are 91.7% to cover the spread. So here's how I look at this game. Derrick Henry has been absolutely amazing in the playoffs. If he does the same thing that he did against Baltimore, and the same thing that he did against the Patriots, then, you know, this is a close game and I can see the, the Titans winning. But if the Chiefs get out to a big lead and they get out to like a, a 10, 14, 17 point lead, then, you know, relying on, on Tannehill to bring the Titans back, I, I just can't see it happening. He's thrown for under 100 yards both games. And so I'm leaning Chiefs, giving the seven and a half, but it really all depends on how this game starts. I mean, this might be like an in-game um, bet during the game um, where I kind of stay away from before the game and see how the game sort of plays out in the first quarter, and then I'll bet it after that. That's, that's my thoughts on the, on the Titans-Chiefs uh, game. Yeah, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're getting uh, cameos by a Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Hedgehog and Vaughn uh, Juniors over there. Um, but no, I agree with everything that you said, JT. Uh, like I said, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm giving them the seven and a half. The over/under is, is 52 and a half. That's a huge over/under, especially with how well um, the Titans' defense has played. But for all the reasons I stated earlier, I think the Chiefs are still going to score points. Uh, the Titans have been scoring points as well, so I would give the seven and a half, take the Chiefs, and take the over on that. Uh, I got a couple of props. Time to get your prop corn. Can I can I thank JT for for winning me money last weekend? Yes, thank you, Mrs. I, I, Hedgehog. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. I wouldn't have placed that bet, but when John said JC did it, I was like, okay. Uh, you're very welcome. I'm not sure which bet you're talking about, but uh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so yeah, get your popcorn. Uh, Travis Kelsey, over six and a half receptions. We hit on the, taking the over on the five and a half last week um, and 78 and a half yards. I'm taking both the overs on the receptions and the yards for Kelsey. Uh, you saw him last week. He's just a monster. I think he is really in the zone right now with Mahomes. Um, I think he's going to have another huge game. 
I look at the tight end on the other side, too. Uh, Jonu Smith, receptions only two and a half. Uh, he only had two for tw- uh, two catches for 12 yards last week, but he's gone over two and a half receptions in seven out of, out of his last 11. Uh, Kansas City was only 22nd against tight ends this year, so I would like to take um, Jonu Smith for the sneaky over on the prop for two and a half receptions. Koza, got thoughts on uh, any of that stuff? I like the props. Again, I don't like the over in this one. I think this is an under. I think two really good defenses here. I think it's going to be a close game regardless. I'm taking the under. Uh, if you have it, the stats up, what's the Henry rushing yards as a potential prop? I had it up just a second ago, and it was yeah. well over 100. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's covered the past few times, but over 100. I mean, he's gone over 150 probably past three games. But that is a lot of yards. What do you think about that prop, JT? Henry rushing yards. I, I tell you what, I think if I had to take Wait, what, it, what, I, what are the rushing yards over? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Okay, it's okay. 109.5. 109.5. I'm taking this prop. <laughs> I think he could I think he could beat. 109.5 and everything still happened the way I, I laid it out earlier. Yeah. I think it's hard to go against him if you're going to take it at this point. You know, I, I, I can't disagree with you. I mean, to me, this is kind of a game where I look at it and I say, you know, the coin flip really could determine how this game goes. It, Tennessee gets the ball first. They run down the field. Henry rushes for, you know, 50 yards on the first drive and they score a touchdown. Tennessee's in this game all the way through. I don't see them, you know, I don't see them pulling a, a Houston Texans last week where they were up 24-0 because Houston's run game is garbage. And Tennessee could just continue to run the ball, slow the game down, play solid defense, keep the game close. So yeah, I mean 109.5 on the on the Henry prop. I like it, but again, it's gonna it really all depend on how things play out in the beginning of the game. So I'll sort of think about it as we get closer to Sunday, but not bad. I love Kelsey though. I love the Kelsey prop. He has covered for us probably every single week we've taken this guy. And he's covered probably in the first half of every game. He's a beast. He's, he's a beast right now. Monster. Yeah. I mean, people are talking about George Kittle being like the top tight end in the league. Sorry. To me, Kelsey is Mahomes' top like receiving target. He just goes to him time and time again. So. If it's six and a half receptions, love that. And the yardage, I'll probably be betting that as well. How many units? Ah, good question. Uh, on receptions, I'll probably drop two units on that. Woo! Yardage, probably just one. He likes yeah. to go down close by the end zone. You know, he scored uh, how many touchdowns last week? Two or three touchdowns within like, uh, you know, 10 yards. So. You know, maybe that's all he gets is those sort of like tight, you know, uh, end zone, red zone sort of uh, opportunities. And he, maybe his yardage is down. So the receptions, I love the yardage. You know, I'm a little lukewarm on, but uh, I still think it's a good bet. Yeah, and he and Mahomes, they are just, they're just in sync. They're they're in sync like tractor right now. They, they <laughs> cannot be separated. Um, oh, just one more quick thought. And this is really just more of a feeling than anything. I'm going to throw out there and say that the Honey Badger, Teron Matthew, makes a play in the second half, a big play to really push things the Chiefs way. Keep an eye out for it. Like it, like it. All right, so you want to move on to the second game? 
Yep. All right, let's move on to game number two. It's This is what I think is going to be probably the best game of championship weekend. And this is the Packers and 49ers. Um, look, we have what many think is going is probably the top quarterback in the league in Aaron Rodgers um, going up against, you know, really the upstart San Francisco 49ers, the number one seed uh, versus the number two seed. Uh, the 49ers have been really impressive this year. The thing that really bothers me about this game is that I don't know how Jimmy G is going to do in a clutch situation, a, you know, back to the wall, you got to win this to go to the Super Bowl situation. He's, you know, he's in his first year, really, as a starting quarterback. Did well last week. Not great, but did well against the Vikings. I really don't know how great the Vikings really are as a team. Um, they did pretty well during the regular season. They were impressive, mostly on defense, somewhat on offense. But uh, the 49ers played just well enough to win. I don't know if Jimmy G was really the reason why they won that game last week. And that's where I sort of like put my um, put my chips, so to speak, in this game. I think the Packers are going to cover the, the, the line, this seven and a half right now. I really, you know, I'm even debating putting money on the money line this week. Uh, looking at a possibly a Super Bowl one rematch, Green Bay, Kansas City, Aaron Rodgers, who many think is the top quarterback in the league against Patrick Mahomes, the, uh, you know, defending champion MVP of the league going head to head. So that's where I'm leaning. Uh, and I actually like the Packers in this. Uh, I'm leaning towards the money line, but I really like the point spread in this game. With the Smith brothers coming over on defense, playing really well, they showed up last week. Um, you know, look, uh, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been the same Aaron Rodgers this week, this year. Uh, Aaron Jones has been great as a runner. And I know that uh, the front seven of San Francisco has been really good this year, but I just think this is going to be a close game. And, and I honestly, I, I think the Packers might pull this out. Fellas? I don't see it. You know, the Packers have been to the West Coast twice this season, got blown out both times. Away from Lambeau, this is a different team. They weren't great last week. You know, in my mind, they escaped that game. You know, uh, 49ers have a defense that can stop the run. They'll find a way to shut down Devontae Adams. After that, what can Rodgers really do, right? 49ers shut down Dalvin Cook, so I could easily send sh sh shutting down Jones. You know, I like San Francisco to cover this one. And as uh, things stand now, even win the Super Bowl. What do you think, John? Um, yeah, I was double checking because I actually had the Packers as seven and one on the road, but that one loss coming against San Francisco where they got beat up, I think like 37 to eight or something like that. But that being Green Bay's only road loss this year. Um, when I first looked at this game, I wanted to take the Niners and give the points. Um, I could see, you know, the San Francisco crowd going nuts you know, picking both home favorites in, in the games here. But when I started looking a little bit closer, the Packers really were, other than that one Niners game, the Packers were really good on the road this year. And just from watching the game last week against the Seahawks, I know it was at Lambeau, but I thought Rodgers looked really good. I thought the offensive line looked really good. I thought Aaron Jones looked really good. Devontae Adams was amazing. And their defense showed a really, really great pass rush. 
feel like they're clicking a little bit here. I've actually switched, and I think I would take the Packers and the seven and a half points right here. Um, the over-under is a low number. It's 45, but the total has hit the under in seven of Green Bay's last nine games. So right now I'm saying I would take the Packers, give me the seven and a half points. Niners might still pull it, pull it out, but I think less than a touchdown and a half. And I would actually take the under on this, under 45. Uh, for a prop, get your popcorn. Uh, I'm going to take one of the wide receivers here. One of my favorite players this year has been Debo Samuel for the Niners. I just love the way the guy plays. Every time I see him, he looks like a ball of energy, like he's about to just, you know, he could take a ball of the house anytime. He snatches the ball out of the air. I think he's very talented. Love watching him play. Green Bay was, even though they have a really good pass rush, they're about middle of the road when it comes to um, pass defense. They were 15th in the league against the pass this year. Against wide receivers specifically, they gave up 157.76 yards per game to wide receivers. That's good for 12th in the league. Debo's over-under for a player prop on catches this week, three and a half catches. He only got three catches last week, but he did have six targets. And he would have and he beat three and a half catches in four out of the five games before that. So I think I'm taking, I'm hammering Debo over three and a half catches. Give me the Packers and the seven and a half points. And just barely I'll take the under on the 45. Yeah, so on props, um, so here's one of the props that I really like. Given the, the front seven of the 49ers, Aaron Rodgers over 12 and a half rushing yards. I knew he's gonna it. get flushed out of the pocket out of the pocket. He's gonna have to run. You know, it just one just one scramble. That's the motto. Just one scramble. Give me that. 12 and a half yards. It's a nice value too. Um, we're talking hundred, you know, 112 to win hundred. Not talking 140 like um, some other props. So I like Rogers uh, 12 and a half yards rushing. The other prop I, I really like too is uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, over six and a half receptions. He's his number one. His number one uh, target had a great game last week. I can see it continuing again. Uh, so I like uh, Adams over six and a half. I know he's probably going to get be covered by um, Richard Sherman, but you know what? Uh, Devontae Adams lit, lit up uh, Seattle last week, and they knew that they were going to throw to him, and he still had a monster game. So over six and a half, like that too. Yeah, John, I like the Debo Samuel call. I actually like the yards more than receptions, over 50.5. And one sneaky bet prop could be also Manuel Sanders, over 47.5. So I'm going to think about those, but just interesting ones to throw out there. Uh, better value on the Debo Samuel receiving yards. It's uh, minus 112 on the receiving yards versus total receptions. Uh, one, minus 157, so not great value on the receptions. I probably, if you like the receiving yards, I'd probably go and and, uh, and take that versus the receptions. All good points there. Um, and yeah, these were a couple of props that we hit on uh, in la last week's version with the all the props on Devontae Adams, obviously. And then the, the quarterback rushing yards, we hit on both Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers uh, in that playoff matchup. I love the quarterback rushing yards when it's that low. I agree with you. Definitely going to take that. Again, it just takes one run. Just one scramble. All right, so uh, I guess we just made everybody a lot of money. This is a tasty burger. <laughs> yes, we did. Indeed. So do we have tracks for this week? 
Yeah, um, if you want, I can go first. Sure, go ahead. Um, all right, been really pumping um, this track that was released late last year by one of my favorite producers over the last couple of years, Low Step Up. Uh, a song called Sunshine, the extended mix. Uh, just a really great house song. You could picture picture yourself in the basement of some dark club and, and, and this song coming on. There's a great housey vocal in the middle with a little bit of piano and it, it just busts into a really great house groove. Makes me want to bob my head a little bit, do some stepping myself, a little bit of dancing. Uh, Sunshine by Low Steppa, uh, available on Spotify, um, Apple Music, wherever you listen to it. No track of the week for me this week. Sorry, guys. Letting you down. So I have have one. uh, Siz, S-Y-Z-Z, and Taku, T-A-K-U hyphen hero. Track is Be My Love in the Dub Vision remix. So if you're familiar with Committed to Sparkle by Dub Vision, very similar. Sick track. Love it. Uh, That's my track this week. Great. Listen, so Koza, that's great pick for track of the week, JT, but Koza's, uh, Callie Mike's um, surrogate pick is going to be Committed to Sparkle by Dub Vision. There you go. That's a really great track, and, and why not just stick a little bit of that in there, too, because it's beautiful. Perfect. So, everyone out there that's listened to the pod, place your bets. Good luck. And remember, it's uh, Wagers Ragers. Raged. See you on Sunday. <laughs>